Hi, it's Kate. And welcome to the Small Business Millionaire Podcast, where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses. And then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Weiner. I'm Jeff Weiner, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. In this episode, I will be discussing the two deadly startup mistakes that every entrepreneur should be aware of. And before I get into the two mistakes... I want to be clear, I think there are many mistakes that startups make, but today I'm going to cover two. It's been 29 years since I started my last business, and although I was a solo entrepreneur working out of the basement of a small, dingy office building when I started, I worked, and I'm not exaggerating, 80 to 90 hours a week. So the startup mistakes I review in this podcast are common entrepreneurial mistakes that I made, and I still see entrepreneurs making the same startup mistakes today. Now, over the course of the last 29 years, my business grew and new responsibilities came with that growth. My involvement in most projects went from tactical, which involved doing some or all of the work myself, to strategic, which involved managing and advising a team of people on various issues and decisions. And the larger the business grew, the more strategic I became and the less tactical I needed to be. I've often wondered how difficult it would be to start a business in 2020 in light of all of the social media tools available compared to 1991 when sales were made one-on-one. I spent countless hours in 1991 pounding the pavement in downtown Toronto, literally pounding the pavement and canvassing thousands of businesses. In fact, I was thrown out of more office buildings than I can count. Now fast forward to 2020 and I find myself in a new role. I'm semi-retired, and I'm not content to sit around and watch the paint dry, play golf, sleep, or watch TV all day. Now, I've come to realize two things about myself. One, a few years ago, my wife told me that she doesn't think I'll ever officially retire. And I told her she was crazy then, but it turns out she was right. And in some capacity, I will keep working until my body won't let me work anymore. And sure, I'll take vacations and travel more, and I'm doing that. But I'll always be involved in some business venture. And number two, for me, starting a business is a heck of a lot harder than running a business. Now, it's been two years since I launched my book, blog, and new website, and now a few weeks since I launched this podcast. Now, the initial purpose of my blog and book, and now this podcast, is to engage with other entrepreneurs, maybe pick up a few new clients, and stay engaged in business. And although I'm really enjoying the writing and minor consulting, I must admit it's harder than I thought to do all the tactical work and build a business and a brand. From a marketing perspective, building a business in 2020 is very different than building a business in 1991. So on that note, I'll review what I've learned so far, and I'll also tie it back to the common entrepreneurial mistakes I see entrepreneurs making when they start their business. Now, I receive anywhere from, let's say, three to five, sometimes even more emails a day from struggling entrepreneurs who are having a tough time growing their business. And many of those who have successfully grown their business past a million dollars aren't making profits. When I started my business in 1991, I had a business plan. 
I knew exactly what I was going to sell, how many units I needed to sell to cover my costs and ultimately make a profit, and how I was going to market my business. I was very clear about my vision and my ultimate end destination. And granted, there were many bumps along the road, including almost running out of money six months after I started and having to strongly pivot the business's direction, but I was quite clear about where I was headed. I'm now in the fortunate position of having experience and hindsight, which gives me the perspective about the biggest startup mistakes that entrepreneurs typically make. I'm not proud to say that I made these mistakes, but fortunately, I learned from them. I'll share some of them with you in the hopes that you won't make them as well. Ironically, one of my favorite business tools is Excel, and actually today it's Google Sheets. But it's also the reason I nearly ran out of money only six months after I started my business. The startup mistake I made is also the same common entrepreneurial mistakes I see other startup entrepreneurs making all the time. So let's go through them. So startup mistake number one is something I call the Excel factor. You could plug anything into Excel and make an otherwise crappy business plan look amazing. If you need an extra 2,000 widgets to reach profitability, stick that into Excel and bingo, your business now looks better. If you need 4,000, go for it. If you want 6,000, stick that into Excel and the plan is now showing that you're a millionaire. And back in 1991, that's what I did. And although extremely detailed, my business plan was also quite flawed. I entered the business market with the intention of selling voicemail boxes. Believe it or not, in 1991, people bought voicemail boxes separate from an office phone system and separate from voicemail systems. So they bought individual voicemail boxes, and I was selling them for $19.95 a month. And at the time, voicemail was considered new technology, and I was effectively selling what you could call today a cloud product. The problem is that it takes a heck of a lot of 1995 mailboxes to keep the lights on and grow a business. So I started plugging numbers into Excel. The number I plugged into Excel had me selling 700 mailboxes within the first six months and 1,500 mailboxes by the end of the first year. I didn't have a large marketing budget. In fact, I barely had a marketing or advertising budget at all. So the sales I made were all done one-on-one. And after six months in business, I came to realize that I was almost out of money. And unless I did something fast, I was going to be out of business. So I pivoted. And rather than sell individual mailboxes, I sold voicemail systems. And at the time... The sales price of a system was about $15,000 with a healthy gross margin. And that's how I started my business. I used Excel to make what otherwise would be a poor business model into a great looking business model. And here's my point. Just because it looks good in an Excel document, that doesn't mean the business is viable. And I still see a lot of startups making the same mistake today. Fortunately, I was able to pivot before it was too late. So would things have been any different if I'd started my business in 2020? And here's what I've learned so far while marketing my business. In some respects, it's actually harder to start a business in 2020 than it was in 1991. Yes, we have the internet and social media. But what I've come to realize is that there's a lot of noise and it's difficult to cut through that noise. And that brings me to my startup mistake number two. I'm sure you've heard the expression from the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. If I build it, they will come. Or, my product and company is great, 
It's so great, of course they'll come. They'll be knocking down walls to buy my product. Many entrepreneurs believe that they should open their business first, then figure out how to sell and market their product well after the business is open. Why is that? The decision is analogous to waiting to learn to swing a golf club until you're standing above the ball. You wouldn't do that, would you? Here's the thing. If you're trying to figure out how marketing and sales work after you've opened your business, your business will probably struggle. Just as a golfer needs to constantly practice to perfect his or her game, an entrepreneur needs to study for countless hours to perfect the art of marketing. I made this classic mistake when I started my business in 1991. The business model was probably flawed from the outset because I was selling the wrong product. I assumed the classic startup philosophy, if I build it, they will come, which is clearly wrong. So here's a reality check. They won't. Unless you have a lot of marketing dollars to pump into starting your business, it's going to take a lot of effort to get things going. And while we do have social media and the internet, there's a heck of a lot of noise out there and it could be really difficult to break through that noise. And there's one other point I want to make as it relates to marketing. No matter how good of a salesperson you might be, and no matter how amazing your marketing is, if you're trying to sell air conditioners to people who live in the Arctic, you're going to have a tough time finding sales. It's important that you do some market research before, not after you start your business. It's going to cost thousands of dollars to start your business. Doesn't it make sense to do some market research to assess the market demand and competition? Who are your competitors? How are they marketing? How many competitors do you have? What kind of margin will you make? Is the product a fad or has it been around for a long time? You need to speak with prospective customers to determine the market demand for your product. Whatever widget you're selling, purchase some, show them to your family and friends and see what they think. One important caveat is that your family and friends might not be completely honest with you. So you have to use their feedback cautiously. Preferably, you can also do some one-on-one -on -one interviews with people you don't know to get their honest feedback. Do they like your product? What would they pay? Once they've bought your product, will they need to refill? Or is it a one-and-done type of product? And although I haven't done this myself, so I can't speak from experience, you could run a test with some Facebook ad campaigns. Start your test with a couple hundred dollars and send the traffic to a purpose-built landing page. See if you're able to garner any hits to the page. And once they hit your page, you can ask them for some feedback in exchange for a $5 gift card or 30% off your product should you decide to launch. I've addressed two deadly startup mistakes every entrepreneur should be aware of, and all there are many other mistakes entrepreneurs make, and I will cover them in other podcasts. I wanted to focus specifically on the Excel factor and the marketing in this podcast. Before you go, I want to let you know that I've designed a course called How to Turn Your Small Business into a Profit Machine in 60 Days. This is a step-by-step -step instructional course to teach you how to dramatically improve your business's profitability and put more money in your pocket. It follows the practices I used in my 27 years in running my profitable business. You can get more information on this course by going to thekickassentrepreneur.com forward slash courses. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the App Store.